Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the show. We're going to have a, another good show for you tonight. And we have the usuals here tonight. We have a famous Wes. That's going to be his nickname. He's not liking that, so we'll say it more often, famous Wes. And uh, and we got Duke tonight. Hey, guys. How are you guys doing tonight? How's everything going? I, I know personally I, I kind of feel like hell, and I know Wes isn't feeling that great. But, Duke, you sound great. So uh, uh, maybe we'll start with you. What's going on, Duke? How are you doing, buddy? It's uh, it's winter in the mountains, man. You know, it's uh, getting to be mid-December here, and it's getting to be nice and cold. We're looking at below zero tonight, so pretty much typical what you'd expect. At least yeah. it's not raining. And and being here in the Pacific Northwest, uh, yeah, I would rather have snow than rain. And we have a big a big uh, snowstorm coming. But uh, Wes, uh, what's up, buddy? Not a whole lot. Not a whole lot. Thanks for inviting me back to your guys' podcast. Yeah. Well, you know, we, I, I like can clean the trash for you guys. I well, can, uh, Duke just Duke and I kind of decided you're probably a pretty good guy to keep around. So uh, that was nice. Of you. We, we'd like to have you. Back. Are you available next week? Maybe maybe come back next week too. <laughs> Move me up from janitor <laughs> to on air personality. <laughs> no, it's always good. It's it, it's. It, I think it's the three of us is a good combination. And, and uh, what you sound it, terrible, by the way. I I do. I feel absolutely horrible, and I apologize to everybody. But uh, I'm here. You kind of got the uh, Marvin Gaye going on. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't even. I don't even have anything for that. Did you guys hear uh, about the uh, Trump? Me and Woody were just talking. Woody's like, Woody's like, you know, Trump needs to stay off Twitter. And I'm, I'm kind of starting to agree with him a little bit. He goes into these little rants on Twitter. But did you guys see with the uh, how he crushed Boeing stock? Isn't that amazing? He can send out one tweet and uh, tw- tweak. one tweet, one tweet, <laughs> and uh, completely crush a business. He sent out this tweet. He said, uh, "He said Boeing is building a brand new 747 Air Force One for future presidents, but the cost." Oh, of- the price override thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they said he was way off base on his guesstimates that it was going to run like four billion for the total price tag on it. They went, "No, it's only 175 million," and <laughs> yeah. and they had to admit that was actually the cost for just looking into it. And yes, it would probably run to about four billion. But here's his actual tweet. Boeing is building a brand new 747 Air Force One for future presidents, but costs are out of control. More than four billion. Cancel order! Exclamation mark. And I guess after he tweeted this out, their stocks dropped big time. And I guess Boeing went into like a tailspin. They were like, you know, it's funny. I mean, the the power of one man to send out one tweet to totally put a business like Boeing upside down. It's amazing to me. I've never seen anything like this. Well, social media is really powerful right now, mainly because the mainstream media has failed so incredibly, so tremendously and amazingly completely that nobody pays any attention to them anymore. So social media has way more power than it used to have. Well, it's funny. To build an actual 747 cost about $357 million. Yep. But, you know, obviously, as Woody and I were talking about, this is Air Force One, and this isn't just a simple commercial airliner. Yeah. Uh, It's got all the all the extras, but I hope he actually looked at the proposal before he sent that out and actually found stuff in the, in the line items that he didn't like uh, and kind of called BS on it. But I kind of like that. You know what I mean? It's like I was telling Woody, you know, if if I go get a plumber, it's 150 bucks. If Howard Stern goes and gets a plumber, it's $1,500. All these companies that get contracts with the government, 
it's going to cost three times as much. They're going to need this. They're going to need that. And if it was just a normal contract, not a government contract, it'd probably be about half the price. Right, exactly. And see, that's here's the beauty of having Trump involved in this. Because I remember reading something about a, a week ago where they were talking about Air Force One and was he going to use Air Force One? And he went, well, hell no, that's a downgrade. Trump Force One is what I'm going to fly at. It's a 757. That's his jet. So it's like this guy has a friggin' Boeing jet. He knows what they cost. It's going to be hard to buffalo him on what it's going to cost to put one together. He owns one. Apparently, Obama is wanting to move. I, I guess our the plant, the jets that we have for our military air force. He wants to move the builds of those over to India instead of in the United States. Did you guys hear anything about any of that? I, I thought I wrote it. Down. Yeah, I sure did. I ran across that article too. Why not? Why not keep those jobs in America? Let's 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 build our own U.S. planes here. You know, on our own on our own country. Why do we have to send them to India to have our our jets built? Do you really trust those guys to build our jets? I don't know. I thought mm-hmm. I thought it was bad. Yeah, this is at the same time that Trump's not even president yet, trying to bring manufacturing back to the U.S. I almost feel like Obama, Obama hasn't finished yet exporting yeah. all of it that he can to get rid of it. Yeah, I and and you and I are kind of on the same page as that. I I felt the same way, and I thought I thought it was kind of like a you know a kick in the nuts to Trump personally, but whatever. Yeah, just make his legacy look better by getting rid of as many uh, you know jobs as possible, so that when Trump adds any on, it won't significantly change the total number. Well, when he's inaugurated, he's just trying to put more work on his plate. Is what he, I mean. It seems like to me. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm no genius, but you know, I'll just state the facts on that. And don't worry about not preparing for the show. I think it's pretty obvious from episode one and now episode two. Uh, there's not much prepared for the show. Well, we try, but we all have busy lives. But uh, I, can't, no. I can't believe how deep we actually have reams and notes. We just never even bother to look at them. Yeah, I wouldn't go that far. Well, I got part of a page worth. Well, hey guys, you know, before before we uh, we we get too far on, I think uh, on a serious note, and I really do mean this on a serious note, we need to like have a code word. I think that says, "Hey, let's be serious for a second. But uh, we were just talking about this. Man, my voice is horrible. Oh my God, I kind of like it. I think it's sexy. A little bit. Okay, back to the. I wouldn't go that far, but you're 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 there. You're getting there. Yeah. Well, back to the serious note. Uh, Seventy-five years ago today, December seventh, nineteen forty-one. Pearl Harbor happened, and I, you know, I have some some uh, statistics and stuff about how many people died. But it's really, it's uh, we really need to give a little more props to our to our servicemen, people that serve this country, uh, that keep us safe. And I think those people really do need to be remembered. And, you know, it's a sad day actually today. So I just want to throw yeah. out that throw that out there uh, on a serious note. Let's all keep that in mind, and let's not forget uh, we're in the United States and we're here for a reason, and people have died. Absolutely agree. God bless all of them. Anybody that's done service in the U.S. military, we appreciate all of you putting the time and effort in to try and protect this country. And, you know, God bless you for doing it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And you know that it, 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 it's such a devastation. I actually didn't really know the numbers. And you guys want to know know the numbers? Well, what was the matter? total numbers? I think it was like fifteen hundred, wasn't it? Well, I have the numbers, and I I got the I got this off a couple different websites, so they're pretty accurate. Uh, uh, so on December seventh, nineteen forty-one, of course, Japan packed us or attacked us in Pearl Harbor. Uh, there was two thousand three hundred eighty-eight Americans died. Eleven hundred seventy-eight Americans were wounded. We had twenty-one American ships um, that we either sunk or heavily damaged. And I don't think they were ever put back in the fleet. Uh, 
uh, we had 1177 Americans that served on the uh, USS Arizona and uh, out of that ship out of 1177 300 uh, 333 people survived man the brave people that that were on that and let's just not forget them I just want to take a serious moment and kind of kick that around and make people think a little bit it's hard for us nowadays with the uh, surgical airstrikes and yada 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 that we have to comprehend what wars were like back then and yeah, like you were just saying, we're talking about thousands of people being killed in one attack. And it wasn't that uncommon in World War II. If you go and look at some of the other huge battles that happened uh, when they invaded the Normandy Beach D-Day, uh, we lost 5,000 troops trying to get up the first mile of beach. 5,000. That's wow. like close to how many we lost in, uh, in total. And that's what I mean. I think we need to give it up more to our military servicemen. Uh, and that's another Trump thing, too, guys. And God, I don't know why I go back to Trump, but, you know, I think, <laughs> we need, I think we need to build up our military, be where we're at, and, and let's be respected as the as, uh, United States again and, uh, you know, act like we have a – maybe I'll just stop there because I'm going to go off on a rampage. So, You know, I agree that we need to have a strong military, but I don't think we should be the world's policemen unless they want to pay us to do it. I agree. Uh, that's none of our damn business. And, you know, in as much as we try and have this dichotomy where it's like us against Russia and, ooh, scary Russia, they're expansionistic and they're trying to take over the world. Seriously, let's get serious for a second here. How many foreign bases does Russia have? How many foreign military bases? Did they make a new one and have three? Last time I checked, it's like two. We have over 900. Seriously. I don't know. I don't, I don't want to turn this into a, a complete political debate because we've had so much of that lately. And well, I don't either. But I mean, you know, it's it's spectacular that we have a military. It's yeah. great that we try and keep it really strong because occasionally there is going to be problems on the planet that the only way you. What was that? Dude? I lost but, you. but we don't at the same time need to have like part of our military in every freaking country on Earth and be trying to be the policeman of the entire planet. Like, if, you know, if we're going to be defending some countries, then they should be paying us to defend them. we got enough of our own problems here at home. Let's take care of exactly. Let's take care exactly. of Let's secure our own borders. Let's get, every, let's get the economy going again. Uh, you know, I'm sorry that there's, there's problems in another part of the world, but, you know, let's, let's fix right here what's at home first, and then, and then if we can help out later, let's do that. But, yeah, God bless America. I'm not sure how to transition to this. Yeah, I know. It's, I felt like the douchebag now. Tra- well, no, I mean, and that's why I said, hey, let's have a serious moment yeah, yeah, for a second. And yeah. we've done our serious moment. Let's move on to other, some other news. If you guys are okay with that. Yeah, uh, can we be like yeah. semi-serious yeah, though? Because honestly, Duke, I'm about ready to cry. And No, I'm not going to cry. But uh, well, Don't cry. I mean, it already sounds like you're. You're turning into a soul singer over there with your voice, so <laughs> yeah, it's going to really get kind of bluesy here in a minute if you start crying too. Yeah, maybe, maybe I have a new career coming. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Woody gets sick and he starts acting like a chick. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I'll find love. Yeah, turns turns into a world famous soul singer. You know yeah. what? And then, the, and then the fever abates and he can't remember any of the songs. You guys want to know what's funny after our our last show that we did? What's that? And you know how you brought up. Hey, are you guys ever going to find love? Yeah, yeah. And then it was like all of a sudden you had Chicago in the background, whatnot. Right. Guess what my phone was? Guess what the text messages I was getting on my phone the next morning? What's that? Woody, are you ever going to find love? (laughs) (laughs) Like everybody from Facebook that I know, people that I work with are like, Woody, will you ever find love? (laughs) I like it. Yeah. I like it. So, uh, 
Pay, I don't know how to say it other than payback's a bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm waiting. I'm going to get even. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but something's coming for you, buddy. <laughs> I'm like the sleeping giant. Be careful. Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys hear about the uh, Domino? Uh, <laughs> this is funny. Domino's Pizza ra- yeah. reindeer yeah. delivery service. I did actually. Did you hear about this, Duke? No, I didn't hear this. Oh one my yet. god, it's such a mess. And the video online is funny to watch. So Domino's, you know, Domino's must be struggling. Whoever mm. came up with this marketing idea, I would fire them in two seconds. I wouldn't even have done this. I would have fired them. But they came up with this idea that's going to be a Domino's Pizza reindeer delivery service, and um, it's in Japan where Japan launched this and it's for seasonal reindeer pizza delivery. It's their <laughs> awesome season, seasonal reindeer. They had a hot Japanese like, reindeer. Awesome. Yeah. Are they like little bonsai things? They got like a little teeny car with a little teeny. Reindeer. No, it's actual reindeer. No, no. Yeah. It's, no, reindeer it's an actual reindeer with a Domino's box on the back of one of those yeah. things. They zip up and keep your pizza hot. <laughs> and they couldn't control the reindeer. He was like running all over the road. Is that what it was? Yeah. They couldn't control him. He wouldn't actually like, they tried to keep him on the road and, He'd buck off of it. He actually bucked, bucked someone off of the sled in the back. That's it's like funny. no one thought ahead of time. And you know, why am just using a car? Are cars in shortage over there in Japan? <laughs> did they think about actually like spending some time training the reindeer, or did they just catch a wild one, track them, and then like strap them to a sled or something? I don't know. He's a good-looking reindeer. Yeah, I think they just figured let's go with it, see what happens. <laughs> Didn't quite work out the I don't way. Think, they, I think it was more of a uh, more of like a a way to promote their product. I don't think they're actually going to do that full time, but I don't know. Who God, I hope not. Uh, who was it? Uh, UPS or one of those companies that was talking about uh, getting permission to use drones to uh, carry packages oh, that was to Amazon. people's houses and drop them off. Yeah. That was Amazon. Was it Amazon? Yeah. I believe so. Wasn't it? I don't know. Yeah. No, Amazon. They, so when they, and people can correct me if I'm wrong, but when Amazon, <laughs> Amazon started doing their, um, where you get your package delivered within two hours or what? Prime, Amazon yep. Prime. So their idea was, and I don't know where it's gone beyond this, but uh, Amazon Prime said that we can have your package delivered within two hours and it was going to be by a drone. It was all fine and dandy. And then people were like, mm, that's kind of creepy. And I don't know where it stands beyond that. So I'm sure we'll hear about it later. I'm just wondering if it would like drop it off on your porch or if it would like ring your doorbell and you have to give it a tip or it'll, you know, get cracked. <laughs> Hit you with a taser or something. Or you could shoot hold on, it. hold on. I've got a card. Where's the swiper on this thing? Well, it makes you wonder how much cocaine's being used at those marketing meetings. Yeah. Like some, <laughs> some guy's all just ripped out of his mind. He's like, listen, yeah. fellas, here's what we're going to do. Yeah. We're going to get a drone. We're going to attach packages to it. We're going to fly by people's homes and drop them off. And like no one in the room's like, why don't we just use a car and driver? <laughs> and that's what we're doing. That's what they're doing. Now, this isn't twenty fifty. Yeah, let's. We don't have robots running the world. Let's just let's just go with what works here, guys. Yeah. Let's not go on a Terminator. Uh, Terminator it's it's like Domino's. Like no one, <laughs> no one thought. Hey, you know what I mean? <laughs> there was there Domino's wasn't one. There wasn't in. there wasn't one non cokehead in the room that went. You know what? I I don't think that's a good idea. Why Why don't we just use a car? Yeah. <laughs> you guys remember the store game crazy? Oh yeah. Duke? I don't know if they have game, game crazies out there. There's a store that used to be called Game Crazy. It's like GameSpot. It's where you go in. <laughs> it's where you go in. You trade in your games, and you can buy oh, new okay. games. You can buy consoles. So I found their um, <laughs> I found their employee training video online. Tell me what you think. Maybe this is a key on going back to marketing, going back to cokeheads. This goes into exactly what we're talking about. Listen to this. 
building relationships, and maximizing the gaming experience for our guests. And it's all done by focusing on five key selling areas. Hardware, used games, MVP, trades, and pre-orders. So let's go down to the game floor where Zelda Scott will take us through our keys to the game. Zelda. Thanks, Casey and BP. I'm down here in the His House, you know, the Heezy, with the GC Posse to get the 411 on Game Crazy. Let's start with the hardware. This is like a gamer's ride, dog. And if you sell them the right ride, you got a better chance of selling some 20-inch chrome rims later. Know what I'm saying? The key here is to sell them the system that's right for them so that they'll keep coming back for more accessories and games. And speaking of games, Game Crazy's got all the fly new game titles, but we've also got the mad hookup when it comes to used games. And they can't hate on our used games because they play like new, come with a 90-day guarantee, and they cost less. Booyah! Now, for the real hardcore players, the ones that are crazy tight with the GC, we've got the MVP card. The MVP card means upfront revenue for Game Crazy and higher trade values, special discounts, and exclusive tournaments for the players. Trades are where Game Crazy makes crazy dollars, and players can get mad values. Oh, my God. <laughs> Does anyone know what's going on at this point? I have no idea. <laughs> Like, I, when did this become a hip-hop video? Like, I have no idea. She's trying to, like, the easy and come down to the hizzle. Let's get ready to rumble as we begin the Game Crazy Sales Challenge with Hardware Sales. Hi, welcome to Game Crazy. Hi. Hi, what's this you interested in today? Um, well, it's my son's birthday, and I'm looking for some video games, but I'm really not sure what he wants. All right. What system does he play? Oh, and here he goes asking the right questions. He's off to a good start, Keith. System. You know what? That's what I need. I need a system and some video games. Um, sorry, I'm just all brand new to this. No, it's fine. Basically, there's three platforms to pick from. You have an Xbox, a PlayStation 2, and a GameCube. But to figure out which one is right for you, I'm going to have to ask you a couple questions. So how old is your son? What kind of games does he like to play? All right, how about DVD movies? The critical movie question. Ah, the kids love the movies, Keith. He does have a TV, and this will be in his room, so, you know, that would be great. How about online play? How about friends? Will you have friends over? All right, so based on what you're telling me, I'd probably recommend a Sony PlayStation 2. It has some great racing titles. You can play up to four players at once. You can play DVD movies. And while it's not the best online system, you can definitely tap into it later on down the line if you decide to go that route. Ah, uh, great suggestion. What a lucky kid. Wow. Sounds great. And there's the add-on. He's really selling the ultimate gaming experience, Keith. Let's go down to the floor with Zelda, who's standing by with Ryan. Rye Dog, that was the bomb diggity, my friend. How'd you do it, dog? Well, Zelda, actually it was really simple. I just found out what she was looking for. I needed to know who was going to be playing the system, what kind of games her son was going to be playing, what she could afford, and then what kind of features she might want later on down the line. It sounds like you're the kind of guy who likes to beat a game as soon as you get it, so this is perfect for you. You could take all those games that you've already beaten, trade them in for credit for anything else that you want. I mean, I can take the games I've got at home, bring them in, trade them in, and get new games for less? That's right. Well, I can't do that over at Best Buy. 
I'm definitely coming here to get all my games. Great. Well, in that case, you're definitely going to need an MVP card. MVP? Did I hear that right? Zelda, what's going on down there? You heard it right, K-Dog. Gail is getting extremely jiggy with it by going for the MVP. Like, what is going on in this? Like, if I was sitting there... There's some sort, of, some sort of antiquated hip thing, I believe. <laughs> it's, yeah. funny, it's funny you kind of brought that up, because I saw I saw um, a thing on, on Facebook today. Of course, you can't believe everything on Facebook, but there was the same... There was a wanted ad posted by, I believe it was Southwest uh, Airlines. Yeah. Did you guys see that? No. So, mm-hmm. Southwest Airlines posted a... Like a wanted ad, we're hiring type thing for a... Air traffic control, an air traffic controller. It says uh, you needed a high school diploma, ages between seventeen and thirty-five. Help needed it immediately. We will train. I don't want to fly Southwest anymore. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think they forgot to mention the part where you have to actually take a test and pass it before you can get the job. Yeah, I, I thought that was kind of funny. I was like, well, that shows you where we're headed as far as the. Airline actually goes. <laughs> so I got a, I got another thing, uh, another thing for you guys. I thought I'd bring it out. It, it's kind of entertaining. We'll get it out of the uh, the news that makes everybody sad and stuff like that. I'm a big fan of Bear Grylls. You know who Bear, you know who Bear Grylls is, uh, Duke. I know Wes does. He does. Uh, I know I like grilling pieces of bear on an outdoor <laughs> grill. Is that pretty close? <laughs> well, fairly close, I guess. Uh, no, no he's some kind of wilderness guy, right? Yeah, he he's actually um, he's a pretty big pretty big guy. Well, not a big guy, but he's a big deal. He's uh, I think he was part of the like the 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 British army, and he was as bad as they badass as they come. He was like part of the, like commando. Um, yeah, he was a he was a bad he was a badass. But uh, yeah, I think he was actually special forces. He was that's what around. I was looking for special forces. Yes, yes, probably. Yeah, and so I've been watching it, and if you guys get a chance, to check it out. It's a, uh, it's, it's a uh, bear grills. It's running with running wild with bear grills. And so what he's done is he's he has several shows, and I didn't realize it until I looked it up today. He actually has like ten different shows that he's done. Um, guy's very successful. He's forty two years old, and the last one that I watched was with actually with Marshawn Lynch was with the ex uh, running back for the Seattle Seahawks, and this guy puts these guys through some stuff that there's no way. Hell that I would be going, that I would do. You know, there's been a lot of speculation about. Oh well, he sleeps in a motel at night. And he does this and he has all this help. Well, you know what? The guy's still a badass. Look at some of the stuff he does. Um, <laughs> but I was kind of curious because uh, I guess I was curious on how much how much does that guy make? How much does he make? What's his net worth? What do you think his net worth is, Wes? Mm-hmm. Without looking it up, tell me just uh, you know tell me what you think. He just has a show, right? Well, he has more than one show. He actually has written books. Um, he's R- he, written books. I know he gets endorsement off of like well, camping written, equipment type stuff well, or no, knife, well, that gonna, kind of stuff. I'm going to say 18 million. Let Let me back it up a little bit though. This guy actually went up and climbed Mount Everest and stayed there for 30 or 40 nights. Yeah. Four people died on that expedition. Yeah, I remember him talking about it. Um, and so, I mean, he's he actually is. A real he was big... in a motel at the time, I think. One. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He kept sending his drone up there with warm water <laughs> bottles. And... He got the news from uh, I believe it was the Ramada is where he was at at the time. Oh my God, Go you're, you're such an ass. <laughs> no, no, no. Ramada is over in Nepal. He was in Tibet, wasn't he? Oh, okay. Watch down That's where they have Best Western. So anyway, go well, ahead. As soon, as soon as you guys are done mocking my uh, Bear Girls thing, no. Uh, 
It's actually surprising. It's actually worth twenty million dollars. Oh, that was close. I said eighteen. You were really close. I was. I was. I was kind of surprised. I didn't think it was that much. But uh, I love his shows. He's great. I'm not plugging Bear Girls, but he gets so much. He gets so much hate stuff from everybody and saying he's a fake. Well, I dare you to spend like three days with him out in the woods. Wait, wait, wait. I don't know that much about the guy. I've only seen a little bit about him. But like people are saying he's fake. He never came across as fake to me. Well, I mean, why? I mean, and I I've heard that all this stuff isn't completely real, and they even announced that in the beginning of the show. They're like, "Hey, in in scary situations, he does have support." Just and there is stuff set up for safety protections in case he does fall five hundred feet or whatever, so he doesn't die. So I mean, I understand that it's still television. You, you know, you gotta yeah. you, you gotta put that in perspective. But twenty mil, man, Bear Grylls. I'd like to have his email. I want to talk to him. <laughs> <laughs> See if he can fund some expeditions. Right. Yeah. Well, I figured he'd be a good squatch hunter, man. Let's take him out. Let's go find a squatch. There you go. He's not scared of anything, and he has money. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. He'd probably fund the whole thing, you know. Operation Bear Grills. <laughs> Operation Squatch Grill. Yeah. Squatch Grill. Speaking of that sort of thing, did you guys? I just caught this like weird news story, sort of as it was going by, and get it got very little chance to actually dig into it further, but. Apparently, at some point recently, the Spanish Parliament passed some piece of legislation awarding civil rights to apes, the great apes. You sure that wasn't Domino's marketing team? <laughs> no, no, they're already covered. It's apes with reindeers delivering packages. I don't know. Yeah, ape. No, it's no, it's ape little reindeer, not ape little reindeers. Oh, ape little reindeer. Yeah, ape little reindeers. No, actually, this was like a straight-faced uh, report. That it, uh, I don't know if it was the entire country, if it was uh, some local area or something, but it said Spanish Parliament had actually um, given some sort of civil rights to the great apes now. And I didn't uh, catch if it was like equal footing with humans or how much rights they had given them or what was going on with that. But I found that to be pretty unusual. I don't think it's that unusual. I mean, they are a sentient being, and they are very close to us in the tree. In the family tree, and when you look up, um, like Coco, uh, Coco's well aware that she's a gorilla. And she, if you ever watch the stuff on Coco, some of the stuff she signs is is pretty amazing, really. Uh, she talks about her mother dying. I mean, it's almost some of the conversations is almost like having a conversation with people. I'm not putting mm-hmm. an ape in the same category as a person, but I can see them giving them some sort of ripes. Ripes came to talk tonight, rights. Uh, you know, I wouldn't give them a driver's license and have them order Domino's or anything like that. But I mean, give them some sort of rights, you know what I mean? So they aren't slaughtered constantly. They are in other countries, man. Apes are slaughtered. Yeah, I know. Yeah, unfortunately, the they're still having problems with the gorillas over there in Africa mysteriously disappearing when poachers kill them. And who was it, Duke? What country did that? This wasn't Spain, which I thought was even kind of weirder because it's not a country where that has a direct impact on anything. Yeah, that is odd. But, you know, when all you've got is this fake news stuff to listen to, it's hard to get anything that's important or, you know, actually uh, honest and real. I got another one for you guys. We talked about it last uh, on the last show a little bit. Here we are going to be serious. We're going to go to serious mode here for a second, guys. We talked a little bit about, well, very briefly, about the Oakland fire. And I think we've all uh, had time to 
see what the news is portrayed of it and uh we probably made our own judgment calls and exactly you know exactly what happened but uh did you guys see the interview with uh i guess it's a warehouse manager derek almina i'm not i don't think i'm pronouncing his last name right but uh no and you guys see that they had it like on the today show it was it's been on uh msnbc it's been everywhere but uh it was pretty heated interview Derek Almana is the man who ran the so-called ghost ship. He is at the scene of the fire this morning and joining us now. Mr. Almana, good morning to you. Good morning. Yeah, it's not a good morning. I, I'm, it's not a good morning. What am I doing here? Can I just say I'm sorry? Can I just say... The only reason why I'm here is to put my face and my body here in front... Mr. Almana, let me ask you a couple of questions. 36 lives were lost in that building over the weekend. The, the family members of those who were lost want answers. They want to know who should be held accountable for their loss of their loved ones. Are you the man who should be held accountable? Am I the man who should be held accountable? Did I build something that... With the, with the, I mean, what am I going to say to that? Should I be held accountable? I can barely stand here right now. But it's a, it's a fair question, Mr. Almana. Obviously, there were some conditions in that building that may have led to a dangerous situation and led to what happened I laid, there. I, I laid my body down there every night. We laid our bodies down there. We put our children to bed there every night. We made music. We created art. We opened our home. What became our home, it didn't start off as our home. It started off as an initial dream, an idea that we would have a facility and a venue that would host everything from at-risk youth to the gay community to artists that couldn't perform anywhere to, to performance art and alternative arts and and eventually, when you can't pay your rent because what your, your dream is bigger than your pocketbook, when the need for housing, when the need for people to be able to sit down and be warm and make food and take a shower and take a bath and go to bed. And so we created something together, you know? This stopped being me. This wasn't about me three years ago. I signed a lease and I got a building that was to city standards, supposedly. And I was lured into something that I had to constantly... Mr. Almana, it may have been a dream, and, and all of that may be true. You provided a space for some people to live, but it, according to the city, it was not under code. And we have someone who lived there, an artist who lived there for two years, Shelly Mack, and she said she rented a space from you, that you knew it was dangerous, that you profited from this and never spent a dime on anything but partying. What did you do to ensure talk, this? I mean, I don't want to talk about. It. I don't want to talk about me. I don't want to talk about it. profiting. This is profit. What can the you tell me you did life? to ensure like, the safety of I'm those people? I'm a father. I laid my I laid my three children down there every night. We understand profit? that. This is not profit. This is loss. This is a mass grave. So for the families, can you? I'm only here to say. I'm only here to say one thing that I am incredibly sorry, and that everything that I did was to make this a stronger, more beautiful community and to bring people together. People didn't walk through those doors because it was a horrible place. People didn't seek us out 
to perform and express themselves because it was a horrible place. Nobody I'm is 47 uh, Ms. years old. I'm the father of this space. Mr. Alman, and no one is saying it was a and horrible on the night, place. And on the night are... of the fire, on the night of the fire, did I know there was going to be a fire? Did I remove my children from the space and get a hotel because I wanted to avoid this? Because I wanted to cast blame on other people? No, because I wanted to get a good night's sleep with my children. Mr. And I wanted to let the young people do what they needed to do. I'm not going to answer these questions the way that you're presenting them. What? Mr. Almana, I didn't do anything ever in my life that would lead me up to this moment. Can I ask you if you are... I'm an honorable are, man. I'm a proud man. No, I'm not going to answer these you, questions on this are level. Are you worried that you will be charged? I'd rather get on the floor and be trampled by the parents. I'd rather let them tear at my flesh than answer these ridiculous questions. Mr. Almond, I'm so we'll, we'll, sorry. I'm incredibly sorry. What do you want me to say? I'm not going to answer these questions. Then we will, we will call this... I'm just going to say that I am sorry. Then we'll end the interview there, Mr. Almond. If you have to hold Almana. my soul accountable, if you have to hold my soul accountable for believing in something. Well, we appreciate your and time this morning. And other artists and other beautiful people that also believed with me. And, for and three we will years, continue we to follow this story and its developments. Everything. Derek Almond, Mr. Almond, thanks for your time. He leased a building in Oakland, California. And it was kind of like a commercial building. He leased it. He had people that were living there uh, on the downstairs, or actually, I don't think it was the downstairs. It was from the second floor up, and he was charging people minimal rent, and it was supposed to be for people that couldn't afford housing. Homeless people were being taken in. So I think he actually was, in his, in his mind, I think he thought that he was, he was doing something for a better cause, let's say, uh -huh. I guess. It so happened that on the night of that big fire, and I think everybody's seen the fire, but... Uh, that night of the fire, he ended up taking him and his children to a motel and stayed in a motel. Well, it wasn't really, according to him, it wasn't because he knew that there was a fire coming. It was because there was a party happening that night, and he didn't want his children around. You know, you got three little kids. It might be a bad environment. Let's go stay somewhere else. Well, in, in the process, you know, the roof collapsed. People lost their life. It, it's a very sad deal. And actually, the, the interview was, was pretty bad. It was. I felt really bad for the guy. You know, you guys don't have to put your thoughts on that, or if you do, that's great too. I just want. I felt bad about it last week, and because we just kind of skipped over it because the show was such a such a wreck. Um, but you know, my hearts go out to those family uh, people, children. There's children actually involved, so my hearts go out to them. So I just want to kind of. I wanted to set that set that straight. We weren't joking about it, and I felt like it was came off as a joke. So. What about the what about the tweets between uh, Trump and uh, Alec Baldwin? Oh my God! What do you think about all that horse? I didn't even hear about that stuff. So yeah. so SNL has been doing. Yeah, I know Baldwin plays Trump. Yeah, okay, so everybody knows that. Yeah, so <laughs> that's why I'm going. What they're tweeting each other? Yeah, well, I mean. And why are these guys on Twitter? I don't know. And they're going back off on Twitter. Why don't we just have a phone call and get it straightened out? I, I can't figure that part out. But I'll just put them in a ring and give them boxing gloves. I'll lay my money on Trump. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's not a bad idea as well. But uh, yeah, he shaved Vince McMahon's head, man. Don't forget. <laughs> <laughs> so so there was so there was a tweet, and I don't have the quotes. I just I just have uh, I just have uh, it's right here stored up in the head in my brain, but. Uh, 
so basically what uh, Trump had said to Alec Baldwin uh, via tweeting is saying, hey, can we cut, more or less he said, can we cut, we, can we cut out the untasteful what you're doing on SNL, quit making fun of me, I don't find it humorous, it's not really the person that I am. You know, hey, can we, let's cut the bullshit, let's just not do it anymore. And so uh, Alex, Alex Baldwin, man, his response to Trump is, uh, well, as soon as you release your tax returns, I quit making fun of you on SNL. So apparently we're going to see those on SNL for quite some time still going. <laughs> Trump better get uh, some thick skin under him because he's going to get road like you've never seen. Oh, he is. All the comedians are going to be going after him. I mean, look at Bush. Bush was freaking yeah. – Bush was comedy gold. Uh, even Obama is kind of comedy gold. All the presidents are really. They're comedy gold. Trump is on a whole different level as far as comedy gold in my opinion. Yeah. But I think that uh, – he needs a gross, gross hack, man. Stop well, I think they about. should stay off Twitter. I mean, really, that people like yeah, he's that. on Twitter like a like a fourteen year old girl. And he tweets constantly. Well, Obama is doing the same damn thing. He's yep. on Twitter all the freaking time too. They argue. No difference. Forth. They argue back on, on forth on Twitter like they're a couple schoolgirls. Huh? I haven't seen Obama on Twitter. Yeah, he's on Twitter yeah. as well. Huh. Oh yeah, all he does is Twitter and golf. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm like. You know what? I, I, it seems I, like you I should. I would have... assume Obama probably does a little bit more than that, but okay. <laughs> no, occasionally he sleeps and eats, but most of the time it's Twitter and banking. <laughs> I mean, I'm not the leader of the free world, but I, I can tell you I have a little bit more going on in my life than Twitter. And I know, also. I know. You would think it's amazing though. I've looked at his schedule. God damn, that guy's got a lot of time off. I don't know. I think they both. When you're when you're in a position like that, I think you know what. You both need to stay off social social media and. and... <laughs> <laughs> I mean. It's one thing for me to send out a tweet because I'm a nobody, but then when you're when you're involved someone like that and that type of political power, it's like, I don't know, man. Well, I kind of like when the way um, Trump taunts the mainstream media with his trolling them, where he'll make some comment and they'll seize on it and be like, "Oh my God, Trump said this!" And actually, what he was doing is repeating some comment that like Hillary made five years ago, but since he made it. Oh my God! Trump said this. And yeah, I bring up yeah, it's like Hillary did five years ago. I saw that. I actually, I know the exact. He's done that more than once, and they keep falling. For there's it. actually a YouTube. If you go on YouTube, there's an actual uh, thing that they show Hillary like ten years ago or something like that. And it's funny because Trump actually came out and said the same things that Hillary did back then, ten years ago. But then it was it was everything's a okay because she's Hillary. But now that Trump comes out and says it. It's uh oh man, he's the most horrible person on the planet, you know, and <laughs> and more or less they were they were saying the same thing even about the even about Mexico and the and building the wall. Hillary yeah. Hillary brought that up like ten years ago. I don't know, might not. You know, I mean, I don't know. I'm off on the days yep. probably, but it was like ten eight uh, ten years ago or something like that. That's it's not really fair to say that about Hillary though, because I mean that's like shooting fish in a barrel. She said something about everything you can imagine at some point, depending on what audience she's in front of and who is recording her. You're going to get some kind of different sound bite out of her. So she's a puppet? So, she's a puppet? Well, no, what I'm saying is she has no core beliefs whatsoever. She'll say whatever her audience wants to hear. That's what so I it's mean. really easy to find stuff that she said and, and take recordings of it and make it you know, look like, oh, Hillary said this, she must believe it. No, Hillary doesn't believe anything that Hillary says. Yeah, I think she did. I, I don't want to turn this into a big political thing, but I think, I, think, I think you're not far off on that. I'll just leave it at that. I think you're not far off on that, Duke. Yeah, you know, I deal with a lot of online trolls constantly with Sasquatch Chronicles. Yeah. Oh, God. I'm trolled on a daily basis on Twitter, email, uh, if people only knew. But it, it kind of brought uh, – go back and read a lot of Trump's tweets. 
and I'm thinking, we just elected to the free world the biggest online troll out there. <laughs> yeah, I. <laughs> as long as he could beat all the other trolls, that's good. And I'll have to. I, I can't really say. I don't know. <laughs> like I said, this is one of those spots where we got I kind of got to be careful about what I say. But a lot of things that Trump actually tweets and he he ends up tweeting. It's not it's not the way that I would go about trying to make a point and do something. I wouldn't tweet something and get the and stir the whole pot like he does. But there's a lot of things he says, you know, that makes you think, hmm, you know, that's he's probably got a pretty good point, whether he should be blasting it over. Um, one of the largest social media networks. Uh, I, I I probably don't think it's it's the first route that I would go. But uh, <laughs> yeah. again, I, I've never been nominated for president. Maybe I should. I don't know. But uh, it, it's not how I go about my business. Well, I got to tell you, it's one of the th- things. You know, I'm an old fart, and it's one of the things I find refreshing about him is that he's not a polished politician. He doesn't say what you want to hear all the time. He actually says what he kind of thinks. With teeny bits of editing on it, what I don't about, think much. Of what concerns. about him calling Taiwan? Well, that whole that whole fiasco. Yeah, what did he call him? <laughs> I don't know what he called him when he called the. He, he I I don't know what it was actually. What was it all about? He called them and it was about the trade market or something. And China got all pissed off. Uh, now we got like umpteen million dollars in uh, you know behind the boards under the table military aid. Is that, uh, is that already it, approved? Obama already approved to send to him. And so didn't the, that didn't that go through and piss China off? I don't know the whole well, story. Well, yeah, which again has really nothing to do with Trump. That's all Obama's stuff that he's doing. Well, I think it was. I think it was that he broke. He he kind of broke the uh, the way of about how business is conducted through <laughs> <laughs> through the the Chinese. Oh, title. you mean like he made it public so it wasn't just a conspiracy theory well, that not, they were doing things uh, that way? Well, I don't know. I, it, it, it was more or less uh, him about not following what the procedures have been for like the last sixty years about. <laughs> contact he just is like hey what's up folks he calls him up on the phone you know i'm donald trump and it was funny because I, I was having a conversation with a uh, somebody else keep in mind he's not the president yet yeah and he's not even the president yeah that's true uh so he's still a businessman private citizen he can call whoever the hell he knows. well he's calling he's calling up and he and he's already trying to you know I, I don't know exactly what was said in the conversation but uh it's kind of funny i think i think the last time that somebody's ever done something like that was before president roosevelt was was the the president but it's been like a number of years before there it's just that's just not how businesses run between china and taiwan you go to a and it makes sense hey why do i need to fly all these freaking hours to spend all this money on fuel taxpayers fuel to go i could just call them we got and have a 10 freaking minute conversation jump on a on a freaking plane and then come and come all the way back it's a waste of freaking time yeah, the way you, you know. should be doing it is when you have actually something to negotiate and sign, then you go. Then you would make that step, and you know, th- then you would go meet. You, you'd actually fly over face to face, you know, uh, shake a hand type deal and sign whatever. But uh, he's like, no, I'm just going to give him a ring a ding today and uh, see how see how Taiwan's <laughs> yeah. doing. And, and I guess I guess I'll sell the I'll send the Amazon drone over with a transcript. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was actually Trump's tweet too. Is that what he, <laughs> is that what he said? Did yeah, he say he that? Goes, I'm going to give him a little ring a ding. Is that what he said? <laughs> no. Oh man! I just came up with that. I didn't. I didn't get your shit it. together, Taiwan. Yeah. Just here's your little ring a ding. I'm going to be in here pretty soon. 
Well, I don't know. You know, one of the one of the things that's kind of fun though is just watching the rest of the world react to him because the the reactions are just all over the place. There's some parts of the world that are absolutely freaking horrified that he's going to be the president, and there's other parts of it that are on Pratt Street looking forward to it. And it's just all over the damn place. It depends on where you're at. So this has been a very sad podcast tonight, man. I feel like I just want to go home and kind of drink, you know? <laughs> Don't get all depressed or anything. Hey. Don't start watching mainstream media, dude. Yeah. Don't drink. Hey, yeah. not to sound like a douchebag. Right. Which means I'm, I'm about to make a douchebag comment. That's okay. But uh, hey, how long do you think before Trump gets whacked? And I say this because... And, you know, they've already it, tried several times. And I don't mean that like I hope someone – I didn't say I hope. I just said how long do you think – did you see where he was telling the drug companies? He was like, hey, I've been looking over your guys' price structure here, and uh, I got a problem with some of your guys' pricing. I think we need to lower this. <laughs> yep. So all the drug companies are now squeezing their buttholes, squeezing their butt cheeks all tight and hoping he doesn't come knocking at the door. <laughs> oh, no, we can't make 10,000% profit anymore. Oh, no. Yeah, that, that's what I mean. You know, you start pissing off. I mean, this is America, by the way. Yeah, they, mm-hmm. they do kill people for. Yeah, I mean, I hate to break it to everyone. It seems like we're the True. free. But this isn't some puny Kennedy we're talking about here. This is a billionaire that's got his own damn hit squad with him all the time. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't that doesn't mean you're always safe though either. You know, I mean, uh, and, ha- and carries a pistol like, and has he always wears a, a bulletproof vest and carries a pistol too. Well, but everybody has their price. Yeah, I know he's he made that actually. He actually came out and uh, talked about how he does actually carry a gun. He does conceal. That's another thing. You guys want to get into that concealment just for a second? So sure. you're like, I don't really care. I know you do, but you just you just have that. No, I had a feeling like if I said yes or no, it's irrelevant. Yeah. You're going to go on anyway. Well, yeah, I'm going to go on. Yes, anyways. Woody. Let's hear what you have. Why to say. is there some issue involved with it that I was unaware of? No, no, no. I no. live in Montana here. You know, no, no. Like no. you can have anti-aircraft craft guns and flamethrowers here if you want. <laughs> well, I guess I guess my question is, and maybe I should know more about it before I start piping off. But uh, why do we have why do we have to have uh, concealed carry permits? That is good in one state, and it's not good in this one. And it's good in this one. It's not. It's almost like it should be like a driver's license, right? Because there's different laws in different states, like New York. Yeah. Just because you have a concealed weapon in Washington State, you go into New York, they don't play that game. They have stricter, yeah. different laws. But it's a right. It's a right for us to carry. There, and bring there are no rights in, in the United States, despite what people yeah. think. You have no. Well, rights. in some parts of the United well, States, it's a right. It's a right. Gun laws. You know, that's right. not part of the United States. It's a right and also a privilege, just like a driver's license is. To own a gun, not necessarily carry. Even in the old West, man, look at Tombstone. What's the first? It says thing? the right to bear arms. You shall can carry not be. a gun right now, unconcealed, and walk yeah. down the street with it. Bear in some states. Bear arms, carry one in some states. Not, not all. So not all. States not all. Well, they've interpreted the Constitution. Well, I knew wrong. New York when the football player shot himself in the leg. He actually did some time. What was his name? For for the Giants, but Axel. No. Uh, Plaxico uh, Pla- Burris. Yeah, that's what it was. Plaxico Burris shot himself in the leg with a thirty-eight special. Yeah, he did time out. in prison, and he did time in prison for that. But how come we can't? How come we can't come together on something like that and just say, "Hey, like one's good for all states"? Because everyone's nuts. The world's gone crazy. Try and have like a reasonable conversation about firearms with someone who's completely liberal. I hate to use the term liberal because not all liberals feel that way. But I mean, no, try- not actual liberals are in favor of guns. It's libtards that you're referring to. 
Uh, <laughs> they've taken the whole phrase liberal and completely warped it 180 degrees and made it into something that it isn't. Liberals are where you get libertarian from. We think less government, more freedom for everyone. Personal responsibility. That's liberal. That's libertarian. Well, anyway, not everyone feels the same way. So, Well, you- the modern people that are brainwashed because they don't actually know what it means. Yeah, the modern media has brainwashed you. Liberal is actually a good thing. That's why it's differentiated by the word libtard. (laughs) Okay. Sorry, I'm just not going to buy that bullshit. I don't play the PC game either. Politically correct is a phrase that first appeared in Chairman Mao's little red book. That's the communist manifesto for you idiots that don't know what's going on. He was uh, responsible for the deaths of millions of people. And he's the one that originated that phrase. In a free and open society with discourse and free speech, there is no thing as politically correct. The whole idea is antithetical to it. No, but you know what I'm saying, though. Like some people, it's like abortion. I mean, trying to have. Oh, I know a, what you're saying. Trying to have a reason. I know what you're saying. It's it's a divisive issue. People have strong, and I can understand why they have strong feelings on it. If they grew up being propagandized, living in an area where the only thing they ever saw from guns was gun violence, and the media was telling them all guns were bad, well, fucking a, I'd probably believe it too. But that doesn't mean it's true. I live in the state with some of the laxest gun laws there are. Everybody's got guns. Everybody goes hunting. Everybody knows how to shoot. You know how many terrorist attacks there's been in the state? Zero. You know how many people get uh, murdered and, and like, you know, injured in the commission of crimes with guns? Very few. It just doesn't happen. And why? Because everybody's got a gun. If you pull a gun out and start being stupid with it, everybody in the crowd is going to pull out their gun and shoot you. It's just common sense. I'm not disagreeing with that. I think everybody should carry a gun. I mean, I think if you feel like you need to carry a gun, you you should have that freedom to be able to do that. I mean, I'm all for it. I'm not saying I'm not. But. Unless you can prove you're crazy, you should you should be forced to carry a gun. It should be mandatory carry for all the non-crazy. <laughs> yeah. Here's, here's an 18 mother of two. Well, I can't, <laughs> can't kids, small kids that are loading, too little to know the lo- difference can have her 40, her, her 40 and going out and going grocery shopping. I don't know. I, I, I know what you're saying. There, I used dude. to be more for guns, but maybe I spend too much time on social media and I deal with way too many retards to where I think no one, no one well, should have a gun. I, and I agree. I think, there, I think there's a lot of people. That, you know, it's a big judgment call. When you pull that gun out and you decide to use it, if you decide to use it, you need to make a split-second decision. You better have your wits about you but uh, and do the yeah. right thing. Um, I, I'm not, that's the other thing. You never pull a gun out unless you're going to use it. And yeah. that includes hunting. You never point a gun at anything you're not going to shoot. Yeah, and that's what I mean. Greg should listen to this show. <laughs> he's famous for pointing his gun at you <laughs> oh god no i've had friends like that when you go hunting with them it's like okay you walk in front <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not letting you walk behind me anymore i know what's going on here i'm walking behind yeah i've had I'll a cover few, your rear. don't worry i've had a few of those conversations with greg yeah well yeah i'm good either. don't point your gun at me yeah but you know he doesn't realize he's doing it but I, you know the whole thing with the guns is when i used to uh have a concealed weapons permit and i used to carry a gun I was even more not apt to argue with anyone or get into any sort of confrontation with anyone because I I had that gun on me. Any mm-hmm. sort of altercation or anything, the first thought I had was, I got a gun on me. So yeah. I don't want any part of an altercation. I don't want any sort of argument. I'll be first to walk away because I have that gun on me. Not all people are wired that way. Most people yeah. have that gun on them and think, yeah, let's go. Let's fight. Let's, you know, and they don't think ahead 
that you pull that gun out, once that bullet leaves, it's never coming back. You know, mm-hmm. you got one shot to make that decision. So I don't know if the answer is everyone should carry a gun. Wow, how do we get on this? Well, and some of and some of the I don't know. And some of the I was just being facetious basically in playing devil's advocate. Let's look at the opposite side of the coin. But I'll tell you what, I have seen examples of this. I was at a I mean like the uh the the roadside truck stop from the Hollywood movie where something bad always happens and there's nothing for fifty miles in every direction. That was this place. And it uh, all kinds of vehicles around it. Went in there to check it out, and we were like the only two outlanders with long hair, kind of hippie-looking, scruffy dudes. Everybody else in there is dressed like a cowboy or a cowgirl, and all the guys have gun belts, and they all got real guns. Everybody was drinking. Nobody was handing their guns over to the bartender. Everybody was very, very polite. Yeah, I am all for people being able to protect themselves. I'm all for people. If you want to carry, that's fine with me. It doesn't affect my life for the most part. But bars, I'm telling you, man, I spent too many years bouncing in bars. And the thought of people coming in armed after all the drunken fights I broke up, all the yeah. fist fights well, I got two, into. Two, 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 two things interesting here. First of all, like I said, this place is in the middle of nowhere. Secondly, there was no bouncer. Yeah, There was no bouncer there. Everybody had guns. You know, we're both pro-gun guys that are pro-hunting, didn't have guns with us, and just walked in there and went like, wow, this whole idea looks really dangerous. And after a couple hours of it, it was just like, man, you know, you get used to it. Yeah, I think that would work in some towns. I know like in Vegas when I'd get into fights or go break up fights, we carried guns, actually. The bouncers carried guns, believe it or not. And guess what the first thing everyone goes for when you get in a fight That's it. or when you're kicking someone out right or you're there. throwing someone out, they yeah. go right, right for your gun. So you yep. end up learning how to fight really good with one arm and holding your gun with the other arm on the, you know, in the holster, yeah. making sure no one gets a hold of it. And uh-huh. it sucked. I begged them to take the guns from us. I remember begging the, uh, uh, the casino. You don't need to say. Yeah. Anyway, I remember begging management I know it is. to take the guns away, begging them, take our guns away. We don't, there's no need for us to have guns. Yeah. It's like endangering the bouncers more than it is anything else. It was, man. It was. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why I got on that subject, but. Uh, Show's a mess. It's another mess show. Yeah. Maybe that's what we should it, call it. It almost sounds like none of us feel very good tonight. I don't feel good tonight. You don't feel good tonight. Duke seems pretty, pretty chipper tonight. Dude, did, did you find love? Do you find love to No, I'm actually starting to, to uh, recover from two and a half months of walking pneumonia. So that uh, makes anybody feel better. Yeah, no, I, I, feel, I feel you, brother. I've had that. I'm just glad Woody's phone didn't go off during this uh, during the show. <laughs> so I, I put it in the win category. That was my... That was yeah, my, you should actually have somebody to call toward the end of each show just to make sure that he gets that in. <laughs> uh, hey, were we going to do uh, the what thing it was this week that made each of you guys... Uh, most annoyed, the thing that sucked the most this week? Hmm. Why don't you go and start off, Duke? Give me a chance to think about that. Yeah, I haven't really thought about that. There's a long list. (laughs) Well, for me, I'd have to say the thing that was the most annoying this week is them trying to do damage control on Pizzagate by coming out with this whole fake news thing and uh, claiming that the alternate media is fake news when the, uh, the general public in the United States perception of the mainstream news media as far as accuracy goes is only six percent of them believe that they're accurate but yet these same curmudgeons have the unmitigated audacity and balls to claim that the alternate media who is actually doing their friggin' job for them 
are somehow fake news when they're the biggest fake news that's out there. And they even go one step further and say, oh, the fake news hurts people. you got to do something to stop this terrible fake news. Yes, I agree. Fake news hurts people. How about, like, the fake news that there were weapons of mass destruction in Iraq? I seem to remember a bunch of fake news about that. Yeah, I seem to remember thousands and maybe even millions of people being killed as a result of that fake BS that the fake news media passed along to everybody. Good fact-checking there, boys. Nice job. Yeah. Fake news does hurt people. What do you guess? And ABC, CBS, NBC, MSNBC, Fox are the fake news networks. I don't even know what to say to that. What do you got, Woody? What upset you this week? <laughs> I think what Duke just told me, actually. <laughs> uh, I, You know, I don't, I don't really have anything that upset me other than, man, I've been so sick and... I, I really haven't paid attention to everything that's going on around. So I don't really have a big bitch this week other than uh, I want everybody to feel sorry for my sickness and feel sorry for my kid being sick. Other than that, I don't have, I don't really, you know, I don't really have anything. No, I ordered a pizza earlier this week and I said, no olives. Mm-hmm. And how do you think it comes? Extra olives. Extra olives. Yeah. Oh my God. That's what upset me this week. Thank you, Pizza Hut. I like pizza. Oh, you didn't have to name them. Huh? Feel free. If you guys want to keep bitching about everything, go right ahead. I don't have a problem about that. No, I said we'd close it out. <laughs> I think you know Wes needs more room to bitch on this show because nah, we did the majority of the complaining. I don't, I don't think he feels very good tonight either. He doesn't. He doesn't I don't think I'm he all right. That. Yeah. Did Just, you get any emails over the last show about? Oh yeah. Is there any uh, viewer mail? <laughs> what's what's the, what's the deal with the East Coast chick, man? Yeah. I saw I saw that one of your buddies on Facebook was asking you about that. Yeah. You know, you know who it is. I don't have any friends on Facebook. Yeah. Well, one of your. I know all the chicks on the East Coast, and I know which one it is. Oh, well, let's hear it. <laughs> and with that, let's, thanks for joining us tonight, everyone. <laughs> we will see you next time. What's her number, dude? Let's get her online. Put her on speaker. <laughs>